Hello, and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or, you know, like I like to say, welcome back. There it is. There it is. All right. There it is. Hey, well, well, here's the thing, though, Brandon. Okay, we're, we're, we're playing around with the format a little bit here. And I think the important thing is, you know, I welcome people back. So, you know, folks, if you're coming back, um, for the folks that are welcome to the 14 Questions, just stop listening to us right now. You know, give us some stars, write a review, <laughs> and then listen to this episode. I'm just, I'm being facetious <laughs> right out of, right out of the gate, right out of the gate. I can't help it. Just, just got to beg for it out. And we're, yeah. Jump on the gun. The cart is officially before the horse, but that's how we operate here well, at the 14 questions well, from time to time. Well, folks actually they, in the world of like podcasts, right? Wherever you get them or whatever, you know, somebody writes a review. It actually helps other people, you know, find us, you know, throw some, throw some words in there. Like experts. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't know how all that works, but yeah, whatever. I thought I'd put it out there. It's a little yeah, PSA. No, no idea. Right Re- reviews are the currency of the part podcast market, which is a nice, excellent segue into the topic we're going to discuss tonight. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, what are we talking? There's a lot of people, um, you know, talking about a lot of stuff, uh, you know, uh, regarding, crypto and Bitcoin and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I think, I think it's important out of the gate. So, you know, the folks, we're not CPAs, financial advisors, legal people, but you know, we, we, we kind of know a thing or two about, you know, computing, um, and some other really kind of cool, obscure shit you stuff in your head. You you don't often use. So I, I guess it'd be helpful, Brandon, like to cover some basics. I mean, I'll call them basics, but to kind of do that first and then definitely after the break, we're going to get into some really nuanced stuff about yada, yada, but whatever, because there's too many, there's a lot of people. I mean, I've listened to a lot of these, these programs or snippets on Twitter or other podcasts where, you know, some of them do a good job in bite-sized pieces. And then, and then these other folks are just like, they don't have a fucking clue. And they're trying to talk about a topic that's like, Y'all are way over your ski tips, all right? Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult difficult topic, I think. You know, people, it is a little bit. You know, like, most people know what cryptocurrency is, at least in a, a general level. Um, but as far as, like, understanding the underpinnings of how it actually works and functions, I think people are oftentimes lacking, uh, myself included. You know, I, I have to go back and revisit this every time I talk oh. about cryptocurrency right, folks, and I'm stuff gonna... with people. I'm going to make a funny joke here. Spoiler alert. After the break, Brandon's going to announce that he is a Neka, Nekomoto. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I am not Satoshi Nakamoto. I, I would not want to be. Well, I mean, I would like to I mean, have, you know, access we'll explain to that. whatever that original yeah. wallet is. But yeah, mm-hmm. talk about having a target on your back. Yeah, yeah that's not for me. Yeah, no kidding. Not for me. I'll, I'll keep my modest stash of Dogecoin and call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. Call it a day to the moon. Anyhow, where do you want to start? So I think we should start at Bitcoin, right? So the actual I mean, word was, it, you know, it's reference at least in the wikis and some other places online as um, 2008, the 31st of October. Um, the actual word itself which is kind of, you know, if you want to start with something, you start with the nomenclature. And, yeah. um, you know, this 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 elusive person or peoples under this 
you know, name or maybe potentially a pseudonym, which is why we, I made the funny reference that, you know, that I guess, I, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you call Nakamoto? I mean, is he founder? Is it the, I mean, it's, it's well, yeah, it depends on is it, is the, credit, it in, right? in the creator, the creator, creator's fine or, creator. or creators. Yeah. And so basics here, and it's important to point out that, you know, Bitcoin at this point in time was, uh, uh, I guess, you know, conceptually coming together as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, right? Yeah. But the actual sort of way it was going to evolve or work, you know, no one really kind of knew back then. I didn't know. I mean, the people that knew are, you know, they, they don't care because they sail around on big boats and have their own personal jets now. Um, but... You know, we're, we're looking at something what with a with a decentralized currency. It's important to keep pointing out to people that you know Bitcoin or now as we reference cryptos in general, because there's there's quite a few cryptos, and I think sometimes those two words get used, you know, interchangeably, and they're not. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely know. not. Crypt- Bitcoin is Bitcoin, and uh, crypto is crypto. Yeah. All, bit, in, in, all, in, bit, all bitcoins are cryptos, but not all cryptos are Bitcoin. It's, correct. <laughs> we're, we're sitting yeah, I mean, for the LSAT yes. here. So, you know, to, to, let's point out the next major event, right? So you and I talked about this earlier. So January 3rd, 20, 2009, so what, 13 years ago or so, um, was the start of the ledger, which is the... I would I would say that that if not the most important concept of how how this stuff works conceptually as a decentralized currency is that fair to say? Repeat that one more time. I want I want to pick so, apart in my head I, now. Now that yeah. I know that I'm so, going to be asked about it, you'll be quizzed later. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the ledger, in my opinion, you know, when I was, you know, following this stuff early, I think it's probably the most important center of the conceptualiza- conceptualization in management about how this decentralized currency works. Because the reason I point that out is because it, it is a ledger, but it is not managed by a bank or a centralized admin. Yeah. I mean, it's not effectively managed by anybody. Correct. Nor does it exist in one location, you know, where it can be tampered with. And that's really important to understand sort of how um, insistent they were on having functionality. You know, we've got connectivity through, networking in the interwebs or intranet intrawebs or however this stuff works but conceptually there is a ledger but there's no single ledger it's it's multiple ledgers um spread around the world right you know on on multiple systems and networks yeah i mean Um, again this is where this is where it gets into like that murky abstract territory but essentially and i'm i'm probably gonna fuck this up at some point you would have, a, you know, an, an, a large number of nodes, i.e. individual machines and computers, and they all have a copy of this ledger. And so there has to be a consensus anytime a change is made where they go, yep, yep, that matches up, that matches up. So there's like this multi-factor authentication kind of built into it. 
Um, no, you're 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 pretty dead on. So yeah, and so that gets into the concept of you know if you were to we'll change talk- change an entry or, or forge an entry, then it would be it would be checked by you know ten thousand, one hundred thousand, a million different nodes, however many there are, uh, against what they already have, and if it's wrong, well. It's going to be rejected, you know, because there is no central authority that could override that and say, oh, this is fine. Let it go. Like, no, that's not it's, you know, it's 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 almost it's like own little digital democracy where everybody has to vote I instead of nay. Um, Right. And so interesting enough, you're you're pointing out. So the underlying technology. So we'll get to this point of things is, you know, and and for folks, a, a, a node is a point, and correct me if I'm incorrect here, Brandon, a node is a point on a network, and that can be a, you know, computer, computer, peer-to-peer, internet, server here, server there type thing, correct? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, you know, yes. any, any so machine running. Any machine, yeah. You know, this, this code, yeah, then that, right. that would be a node. So something with computing power that is tied in to the particular blockchain that you're referencing would be right. So the important yeah. concept here. So important concept here for folks is the the other part of this, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit after the break. Is that some people think it's it's advantageous to follow or invest in, um, for lack of better words, the, just the blockchain technology, because it, this blockchain technology is kind of this is sort of a new. I mean, this is a novel concept in my. It is and it isn't, but in, in this instance, I think it is. And given 13 years ago, it's very much was. Um, and then to, to your point, it might be important for folks to, you know, you know, before we get corrected by anybody, a lot of different words thrown around. So some people call the ledger a distributed ledger, a shared ledger, um, distributed ledger technology, which, you know, that one earned an acronym of DLT. So maybe that's the you know, the official buzzword in the, in, in this sector. Um, and then you get into, in some cases going to pointing out what you were pointing out. There's also, um, replicated journal, a journal technology or RJT. Um, all of these things set up to, I, I guess, you know, machines can crash. People have nefarious things, you know, they try to you know, they, they fat thumb a, a key entry, you know, whatever, you know, they forget to, to, to sign up to an update. So, um, I think some of what we've learned with the technology just in the, in the general, you know, internet, um, it seems they've applied a lot of those, um, processes to how you manage a said thing. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, I think that's, that's yeah, re- that's redundant fair. routers and servers and stuff like that. Right. So. You know, try to try to put some guardrails around something. And, you know, now that I mean, shoot, I mean, the, the, the cap that I was reading, and I don't think this is a this is a current reference, but, you know, this stuff is in the in the, you know, billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars in terms of market cap and the actual um, money that people have. Have pushed in. Yeah, I, I think it's actually in the trillion, like nearing nearing two, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I mean, well, crypto, Bitcoin, right? So, Bitcoin's its own thing. Not all, as you said, not all 
crypto is Bitcoin, but all, what did you say? <laughs> but, but Bitcoin all, is crypto. All yeah, Bitcoins yeah, okay. are cryptocurrency, but not all cryptocurrency is Bitcoin. Yeah. So, in, and then I think the other, the other thing that gets confusing for folks is, you know, now, you know, you, you hear about this mining, right? So these early adopters, there's still, there's still a lot of people mining. Um, yeah. Well, mining is essentially what keeps everything secure. Right. So, I mean, the, the mining, my, my cursory understanding of this is a transaction happens and then the, the, the process of mining is sort of verifying the ledger, right? From it, from the first occurrence, is that correct or incorrect? I mean, yeah. So mining would verify uh, any new transaction. So as, as uh, transactions happen, then they basically are, are added into a new block in the chain. Uh, and so you need this raw computing power um, to to write those new blocks. And then once once that's all agreed upon and verified as correct, that is basically a permanent immutable piece of this chain that then can be referenced back to uh, for the next block. And so, you know, if anything becomes corrupted or somebody alters it, it, it basically would just invalidate everything from that moment in time, like snapshot in time, uh, which is makes what makes it so secure. You know, it's immutability. Once, once it's written into the chain, it's there forever. Um, you can't change it. You can't fake it. I, I say that loosely, but conceptually you can't change it. You can't fake it. Um, and, and it's there for future reference and future work. Right. So, but so basically the mining process is also, it's, it's entering that particular transaction. Um, who's in, who's out, who's trading, but it's also verifying the, for lack of better words, the providence of the transactions behind a thing. Correct. That was my understanding that the, the ledger is formed. So, you know, new data set on the ledger. Okay. How's this being transferred? And then, Okay, we got to keep the history of all the transfers that led up to that, right? It, it, my my cursory understanding yeah, is that that's what took the computer. Yeah, power. like every, everything yeah. that preceded factors into any any new block on the chain, and then you know that block then influences everything else. And so part of the part of the security protocol per se uh, would be if if you were to try to say hack and alter a transaction or a block, you would also have to modify every single block that's been created after it um which makes it yeah, incredibly so like a, difficult and you know a nearly insurmountable task well i know we i'm going to say that's kind of funny facetiously but it, you know we, we kind of do this in in with, with other things of value but it would be like having a hundred dollar bill that you know you had to, you had to sign you know so everybody, you, you got to call, you know, Mary Smith from 50 years ago and she has, you know, verified that she had the $100 bill before she passed it to, you know, John Doe and so on. I mean, yeah. kind of like car titles, right? Yeah, and, and everybody signs it, but everybody also maintains a list of everybody that signed it before. And for you right. to actually put your signature on it, not only do you have to verify, but you have to actually check those lists against each other. <laughs> you know, to use so it's hey. basically what the Department of Motor Motor Vehicles does in the state when somebody walks in with a car and they're like, "What do you mean you don't have the title?" 
You know, who signed it over to you? Who owned it before? Right? I mean, isn't that how this works? Right? I mean, just. I mean, except that 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 would be yeah. centralized. <laughs> you know? I mean, there, there's that, right? Yeah. Okay. But so in the in the ledger sense, I would say, yeah, that's a reasonable comparison. But then in the way that ledger is stored uh, and analyzed and and verified. Completely different. Unless you want to look at each individual DMV office as its own little satellite node. We're getting way too complicated. It's a node. <laughs> it's, yeah, a it's a node, node. yeah. It's, yeah, it's a node. You know, for some, I'd, I'd, I'd take an adjunct, you know, professorship somewhere, you know, teach a class for an hour. And I just have, ever gone to the DMV, folks? Let me, uh, you know, how fun was that? Yeah, you want to buy into crypto? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being funny over here. But they're, they're, they're very nice to me at the DMV. I give a shout out for those, those folks down there. Anyhow. Well, before we get into like fiat currencies and on-ramping and off-ramping and wallets and all that, do you want to jump to a quick break? Yeah, well, uh, we'll take a quick break. And some other, some, some, some other shit that can, you know, possibly go wrong in the world of this stuff, you know, regulation. No, nothing possibly could, yeah. You know. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, see you on the other side. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the uh, 14 questions. I mean, or, or after break. I don't know. And I keep saying that. <laughs> it's just welcome. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, and more welcomes. We're a very welcoming crowd here at the 14 Dang questions go. podcast. I go. personally hope your 15 second break was as good as ours. Just, just I mean, enough you know, time to refill, pump ref dump. refill a coffee <laughs> cup and, uh, <laughs> go from there. Yep. Exactly. Notice I said refill a coffee cup, not refill my cup with coffee. Yes, correct. Yes, that's how we roll over here. A, you a know. Subtle but important distinction. I don't actually think I've ever um, drank beer out of a coffee cup, but I'm sure people do. I'm sure. Like it, it I've never actually drank beer out of a coffee cup. Wine, on the other hand, 100%. Wine? Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Grape juice. I mean, I, grape juice always goes in a coffee cup for me. I was, I was on a ski trip once, you know, where the person we were with is like, you know, we got to, we got to do the thing. You know, I was like, Oh yeah, I, I see, I see the, the, the dairy creamer you're pouring into the coffee to ski that big slope. My gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You got to do what yeah, you got to do from fun. time to time. Right. Well, it was, it was cold, you know, you know, it's actually, a, I was, I was, you know, way, way over my ski tips, but I got down the mountain. It was, it was fun. I survived. Anyhow, we, we digress. What are we talking about? Crypto, right? Yeah. Crypto. I think, I think crypto. Is, is that the topic du jour? I believe it is. Well, I think it's important. I, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll come back to it. It's, it's always kind of finding its way back into the news and stuff. And it's, it's a lot of people have a lot of opinions on this and I think it's important to point out some, some, you know, kind of facts, you know, so when you're, 
somebody's talking to you, you can say, hey, I listened to 14 questions, you know. And somebody just threw out, you know, the term fiat money at me, you know. Which, you know, I didn't, you know, look it up. Which for folks, I mean, I, I knew this, but I didn't. I wanted to make sure I was giving the right reference. And this is Investopedia, by the way, James Chen, updated October 26, 2021. And the article was actually reviewed by people and fact-checked by people. So I got some confidence here. So I don't know if they had to do all that to basically say it's a, this is a government-issued currency that is not backed by a physical commodity. Yes. So. That's it. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, gold, silver. Yeah. It just, should. the government issues it. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. yeah. It's in fiat yeah. currency is Paper. just a fancy name for, well, any, any currency that we've been using for a number of years. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, the, the, some people are like, yeah, go back to the gold standard. It's like, no folks, that, 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 that train moved on. And, you know, key takeaways here for anybody listening, you know, fiat money is government issued, right? It's not backed by a commodity, right? Fiat money gives the central banks greater control over the economy because they can figure out how much is actually circulating. I say, everybody says printed, but basically it comes, they, they don't, they do print, but it's not like they print, it's, it's not really how they move money in and out of stuff. I mean... Maybe we get Jay Powell on the show and have him on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> explain there. That, that is a discussion for another time. You know. Yeah, they can explain TAM rates and bank to banks and you know federal insured stuff. Yeah, they got they got all sorts of ways to you know put more money out there and bring more money back. That's a fiat you know currency. Yeah. Which which crypto is not. But the interesting thing is. Um, the only way to own crypto other than, you know, some of these people that mine it that are able to, I'm not quite sure how a lot gig works, Brandon, you might know more about that than I do, um, is to actually take your fiat money. Cause I don't think you'd take a gold bar. You'd have to take that to a bank, cash that in, get the money and then figure out how to on ramp. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to, you have you to know. convert quote unquote real mm -hmm. money into digital money, which it, it, I don't even want to get into the reasons why that statement's completely off base, <laughs> but you know, at some point, a phys mean, physical call, currency has to become digital currency. Right. And then, okay. It, it, it sort of, let's go to the key takeaways, right? The danger of a fiat money is that government prints too much resulting in, in inflation or prints too little deflation. And there's all sorts. And that's why we have the, in this country anyhow, or actually no globally, I guess, you know, federal banks that, you know, that's all they do is they sit around and, and talk and fed speak and, you know, monitor a thing. But I think it's important that people, for folks, it's kind of interesting. So I'm looking into this. I don't think, I don't think the average person goes, Hey, I want to, I want to own this. I mean, you got to do a, you got to do a fair, this is like a whole other episode, like how the wallets work, how you move money into these markets, cryptos. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> some, some of the cryptos a, I bought in, in their youth. Um, yeah, you would, you would like you'd have to read like a friggin' white paper on how to just acquire 
yes. the coin. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't as simple as hop online to this really polished user interface, create an account, and uh, link your PayPal or credit card, and then buy. You know, <laughs> like a lot of these were multi 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 step processes. Um, you know, and then of course right, the bigger ones like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. They've they've been adopted by so many exchanges that you know have these really great apps and and web apps and stuff that it makes it very easy to acquire. But others, yeah, much more much more Not difficult. So, so that's where we get in this like kind of this is this is sort of I think in the evolution of all this is is maybe where we are right now is you know there's this I think the general misconception that. You know, this is untraceable and, you know, nefarious people use it, which is true. Um, the untraceable part, not so much. Because the whole idea is that if you, if you, if you have to on-ramp something with money, you also have to off-ramp something to get your money. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, it, people definitely <laughs> confuse, you know. Is, is it traceable? No. Literally every single transaction is publicly viewable if you if you have access to the chain and or the ledger uh, by design. It's right. all it's all right there. And, you know, people think it's anonymous and it is. Uh, yes. But to your point, the on ramp and off ramp side of it. And and your use of the coin while it's still digital is. um, What I want to say capable of creating identifying markers. So, you know, whether I think that's, that's fair, your initial bank account transaction um, from a, an account that can be identified to get your fiat currency somewhere where it can then be used to purchase. Well, there you go. Um, you've, you've been identified. You've lost your anonymity. Uh, if you ever made a purchase with the cryptocurrency and, you know, shipped it to an address or something, bye-bye uh, anonymity. And uh, if you ever transfer right. back out, also bye bye. You know, so there there are ways, but you know, people want to oversimplify things and go, "It's completely anonymous. It's fine." <laughs> it's like, no, that's a recipe for disaster if you're doing stupid things on the internet. A public service yeah, or, announcement or, or, from or, the Fourteen Questions podcast. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I think you know, early days. I'm thinking, you know, five years ago, six years ago. You know, a lot of these. Uh, like obviously scammers would come out and they'd want to be paid in Bitcoin. But, the, you know, it, it would follow like, well, how do I do that? And it, the, these, you know, these poor people, I guess they're, you know, they're held hostage. They're, they're trying to get their, whatever their computer back. And, you know, they probably sent them like a, a, a 35 page white paper of like how to set something up, which place to put the money into. Like it's, it's, you know, around the edges of on, on, on ramping or off ramping the actual fiat currency you know, there's a way to, to manipulate people into doing that. Again, you know, there's a lot of fingerprints. And this, I, I, to my way of thinking, it's, you know, it, I'm looking at an article right now, you know, can Bitcoin even be regulated? People need to realize, in a sense, these currencies are already regulated because the markets that regulate currency... <laughs> before the currency can be put into a thing and take it out of a thing, they already have a lot of 
ways to figure that out and then some other ways to get into the middle of the, you know, the data mining and who's, who's doing a thing. It's just, it's vastly complicated. And I think that's why maybe it was an, an early safe space for, you know, some of the, some of the nefarious dark web stuff that went on or people thought they were, or they were just stupid and they thought it was anonymous. Yeah. And again, you know, as a new technology, um, like many new technologies, people will find ways to exploit that technology and, and manipulate it. But then, you know, the quote, quote unquote, good guys also catch up and figure out how to reverse engineer what they're doing and, and, and then actively detect and respond to, you know, illicit usage, which is kind of what happened, you know, in the early Bitcoin days and even to these days now, yeah, they were using, I think they called them Tumblr, Bitcoin tumblers or tumbling services where they would basically take, you know, a huge pool of coin into one account and then mix it up and then dish it out. So it would kind of break the, you know, from Brandon's wallet to Dan's wallet connection in the middle. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Would, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, the it wallet would be Brandon, yeah. Mark, Matthew, Kristen, <clears throat> Anna. Yeah. We'd all throw ours in the pool, and then my coin that was destined for you might actually go to somebody else. You would just get the equivalent amount, you know, and so on and so forth. So it kind of, it grayed the area, you know, a little bit. Uh, but I guess they're getting better and better at, at detecting and and kind of following those trails that are left behind, as my understanding. Yeah, I think they can, they, they obviously can do it. Um, it's just, you know, to, to where do you leverage, leverage your, your resources, right? So, you know, it's, somebody gets ripped off for 20 bucks. That's one thing, but, you know, you start looking at, you know, the, 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 the segregation of international currency and, you know, you've got, you know, I think, what was it? Venezuela adopted this as a, as, as a currency and, you know, China, I'm reading a list here, Russia, Iran, you know, they're trying to get money into the world of crypto rather than being in the world of governments, because when governments don't get along, we see things like, you know, government's not getting along. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, but I, but I think, I mean, it going to our kind of, you know, conversation earlier this week when it was like, you know, the idea that it's anonymous is sort of the idea that, you know, you get an email from a Nigerian prince to meet you in your downtown park and you, you hand that said person or you just leave your $20,000 cash on the bench and, uh, you know, magically it goes into Bitcoin or coin, coin, yeah, you know, you, you, with a post-it, note, a post-it note with your wallet yeah. address and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that, that would be a great way to anonymize a thing, but yeah. cause you know, like we even have, a. Like, I don't know. We have diamonds and gold for that. <laughs> the, the, uh, bit, there are Bitcoin ATMs out there, or crypto ATMs. Um, yeah, what know, is that all about? I mean, you can walk up with cash and plug in your wallet address and throw the cash in the ATM, and then, bam, it's converted to Bitcoin or vice versa. Uh, the problem is most of them require uh, an identification to be scanned. So again, bye-bye anonymity, you know? Well, I mean, again, what the fuck could possibly go wrong? So you walk up and you key your wallet in there to the, you know, the, the, the brand new machine that showed up at the gas station as you're traveling through a state 
And, you know, this is going to like make heads explode in the security, internet security business. This is like, no, not at all. Oh, you know, we, we, we used to just rip credit card mag strips off when you shoved them into a fucking prepaid pump. Now these people are like keying their wallet in. And so, you know, well, that doesn't matter at all. Me, so money, the, your the wallet, wallet. I mean, okay. the wallet's a, a publicly yeah. available address. Like I, I could hop online oh. right now and find. I mean, the address of every Bitcoin wallet yeah. in existence. Um, but behind that, there's a passphrase. That's what you absolutely must keep secure. So the wallet doesn't do anything Again. other than say, I, I hold this and I can transfer to and from for accounting and bookkeeping purposes. But then the well, ownership... This kind of scares me a little bit. This kind of scares me a little bit because, you know, if you're going to talk for folks... It's a decentralized currency that's not regulated or overseen by government. So if you go into an electronic box that looks like an ATM and start keying your personal information into it, it's probably a really bad idea. I you mean, know. whatever. You got to well, live a whatever. little. What could go wrong? You got to yeah. live a little. <laughs> I don't think I think I where they're getting. But I'm also not trying to use yeah. cryptocurrency to be anonymous or hide some nefarious activity right now the, the advantages are you know non-fungible fungible so you can move this stuff around pretty fast i could like in theory right i could i could hey brandon where are you and you're, you're in some other country wherever you are and i can be like hey you need i could zip it to you you know low costs i don't have to you know, go through the bank and exchange fees and move through various well, currencies, right? It, so, it depends. It depends I mean, on what it depends on what crypto you're moving around because they all do have a transactional cost, right? Um, but which, very, which is very, what is known very as gas fees. So, okay, yeah. Um, because is, there's is that there's, an acronym for something? No, it's literally gas fees. It's just okay. I, I don't yep. think it's an acronym. I think that's just the colloquial term. But because there's, um computing power required to rewrite the block based on your transaction that comes at a direct cost uh, via electricity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that's, that's baked into the cake. And so like Bitcoin and Ethereum, I can't quote the, the uh, gas fees offhand, uh, but they're not inexpensive. Um, I was seeing some of them quoted here. I just had that actually up in my reference. And then there, you know, other there. coins like Dogecoin and whatnot, they've gotten their, their gas fees very, very low. Fractions, fractions of yeah, a penny. Like point yeah, point zero two cents. But yeah, like which, Ethereum, yeah. you know, it might it might cost seven to ten dollars, you know, to yeah. to send money to you. So there there is a there is a direct cost there. And then how quickly yes. those those chains get rewritten uh will affect your transactional time to delivery. So it's not, it's not exactly the equivalent of like sending an email, which is virtually instantaneous. And these days it depends on how often the blocks refresh essentially in any given chain. Uh, when you would then yeah, see I mean, that on your end and be able to have received cryptocurrency and then, you know, do with it as you please. Yes. So I guess and to this point, right, at least in this country, you know, people say, going back to the whole regulation thing, that it's unregulated. Uh, that's, again, that's a misnomer. I mean, both the, the SEC regulates this, the IRS regulates this. To the extent that it's not like you can get into this 
market and then all of a sudden you can make a bunch of money and you're not going to face a tax liability you're not going to face a you know depending you know god knows i mean they've got some concerns with some of the you know pump and dump schemes that go on there so yeah you know they just don't want that that's happening in the crypto space yeah. you know as far as rug rug pools uh, rug pools and stuff like that will, yeah you know develop a new chain new coin you know, keep, keep some in reserve for themselves and then pump it, pump it, pump it, and then just sell off this massive lion's share and tank, tank the money. And it's basically, it's, it's just a scam. Right. You know, if I have, if I have a million coins, say, and I keep 500,000 for myself and then, you know, push everybody to buy it and drive the price up. And then I dump half the supply at its all time high price. Well, everybody else is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, for all intents and purposes, it you, happens pretty frequently, unfortunately. So you have to be careful yeah, if, and, if you want to play around in this space, do your research or stick with well-established coins and crypto. Yeah, for the most part, right? I mean, in, 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 in to this point, I mean, where they're, where the governments around the world, but, you know, here specifically, I can, you know, you know, they've got uh, KYC. Um, regulations, which is know your customers. So, and this all has to do with either on ramping or off ramping, meaning put your fiat currency into a thing, it goes up, it goes down, and then you pull it back out. And again, it's, it's, it has to turn into the thing that you can go do something with. But I do think we'll see a more robust centralized regulation. I, I think they're a little premature in the sense, just knowing the amount of tech we've covered and, you know, it, it's it, whether or not that's the internet and other areas of regulation, non-regulation, the stuff government's actually supposed to do to, which is protect people. Um, it's a bit of a hodgepodge, I think. Right. In terms of, uh, yeah, that's, that's right far. Right? Yeah. You know, obviously, obviously, uh, taxes are, are one thing, but then, like regulating the actual structure and production and volume of these things hasn't happened. And, and, and I, I, governments as a whole, I think you're either going to have to uh, get in and regulate or adopt um, digital currencies themselves uh, because there, you know, there is, there is I, it, that I potential. Think we'll I think we'll see it. I, I, I guarantee we will. And, and, you know, I, I, my thoughts were, I mean, if Teddy could find us like an investor, we could get on the, get on the podcast here and, and talk to, because, you know, you, you go to your financial person and it's like, well, they're not going to really, they can't, they can't advise because this is still, it's, 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 it's not a, it's not a market they can advise because it's a high risk. I mean, from some of the stuff I scrolled through, it's yeah, just it's a, a very, very, high very, risk very speculative speculative, high risk. This is the, yeah, I, I kind of like the quote. This is like, should I go mine for gold during the gold rush? Well, your financial advisor is not going to tell you like, yeah, go to the the side of that mountain and you'll get a lot of gold over. I mean, it just doesn't, that's not what they're there for. I mean, they can't do it yet because it, but to this, to this point, I think we'll, we'll see some Governments get involved in in you know crypto or digital concern, currency, and then and then we'll see some more actual, you know, um, investment people being able to to advise and 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 move in and out of securities, and be able to do that stuff uh, legally and ethically, which you know 
right now they they can't. They can kind of yeah. say, hey, go have fun with the thing. But it's, you know, don't throw anything in that. And I, I would say to anybody getting into these markets, I it's I, I, I wouldn't, if you're not willing to like, you know, drop it out the window of your car as you drive down the road, I wouldn't put any money into this stuff. Right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, an, it's an incredibly volatile <laughs> space. Very much so, yeah. Um, even the big boys, you know, Bitcoin, et cetera, yep. you know, it was up near $70,000 a year ago, and now it's floating around thirty. So depending on when you got in, you know, the 50% loss in a year, and that's a big one. You know, there's countless others. I think we've looked up, there's, right. as of March this year, some 18,000 cryptocurrencies, and most of them, you know, don't do anything at all, but then there are others that'll balloon up really quick and then just the, the bottom falls out. Um, and so it's very easy to get caught up in the emotion and uh, dump oh, a lot yeah, of money yeah, like a thing that looks like it's going on this gambling. parabolic run. And, yeah. uh, well, doesn't doesn't always end so well. You know, there are no guarantees of making money or getting rich quick with this stuff. No, exactly. I mean, you've held a little bit and hold a little bit. I've held a little bit, hold a little bit. And, and I see it as I, you know, I'm no whiz at this. I just, I just do it because then it forces me to, to pay attention to a thing and follow it and kind of get yeah. a feel, you know, chew the gum a little bit. And, and ultimately I, it's, it's fun, you know, like throwing money down yeah. on a roulette table. It's fun when you, when you win, you win, when you lose, you lose. Uh, but crypto, well, and I, 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 I look at it like a, like a tuition fee or a fee to take a class online or something. It's like. I'll throw some money at a thing yeah. to You're follow li- it. Literally paying it, your you know? dues. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's sort of how you do it. I mean, that's a, that's what I would, I would say to people. I don't think there's any, you know, I'm sure there's much smarter people out there that are like, these fuckers, they don't understand it's on the, it's on the low and this thing's going to go big and they should be telling people to do this. But I'm not, I'm not going to say that to folks. I'm going to say, you know, yeah. Okay. If, it, if it's a class asset, I mean, a non-asset you want to, you want to, you want to learn about, but you, you know, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd tour a few art museums before you start trying to buy fractional art ownership. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you, you know, educate buy, yourself buy on the tw- topic and yeah. Go, but yeah, it's it's not you know, it, it's not like throwing cash at Berkshire Hathaway and going, uh, you know, it may go down, you know, a percent or two, or it may go up a percent or two. You know, it's very stable. It's you could throw your money down and it'll go up 3000% or it could tank down to nothing, nothing uh, virtually, yeah. virtually instantaneously in the crypto space, depending on where you play. So always only invest money you can afford to lose and uh, definitely do your research. <laughs> and I've joked with people because they're like, well, <laughs> what, what happens? Not, not, not to call Berkshire out, but you know, some of these other stocks or stuff when people say, well, what happens if this, you know, if the, whatever, you know, this index tanks or this index tanks, I'm always like, well, then you got way bigger fucking worries. Yeah. Than what you lost in turns the market. Out everything because, tanks, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, the housing crisis folks, you know, when, when shit goes sideways, like you might have some way bigger worries than what you lost in the market. Crypto, that is not the case. You know, and, and the single coin tanks, I don't think, I don't think global markets go haywire, right? Yet. So. Now it depends on the coin, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean quite Bitcoin, honestly, yeah. Bitcoin tends to lead the pack, and you know, yeah, they they all kind of follow. <laughs> it, it it would seem anyway, for sure. In do you have any experience. other div- do you have any other divine wisdom acronyms you want to throw at anybody before we uh, 
Um, call not it off a, the top of my head. It, I mean, call it a pod. Yeah, we we could get in, and we're not going to because it'll it'll go along. But like the idea of Web three, um, and it's that's a whole other it's topic. relation to blockchain yeah. technologies and whatnot. Um, which we may we'll, yeah. we'll probably end up discussing at some point. But I strongly encourage people to look into that and and see kind of some ideas that are proposed and ideals within that community of what what the future of the internet may or may not look like. Ah, uh, but other than that, no, it you know. Said it so earlier. folks, you, Brandon brought this up, like just, you know, this whole web three thing. And that's exactly why I said to please review and rate us before you listen to this fucking episode, because at the end of the day, there's some web 2.0 people that want to argue about the web 3.0 people in this, you know, Nirvana, everybody thinks we're going to get to, but anyhow, that is a completely different podcast because, you know, it, it's a, again, you got to get into the weeds to actually, you know cut the lawn if you will so i think it's not it's not as simple again it's one of these things that's thrown around like crypto you know yeah in my opinion yeah but it's all it's all the same technology (laughs) i mean mean, true enough to to paint with a very broad brush yeah i mean fair yeah true enough so cool you want to leave it there for this week and yeah uh, you know that's a good spot to pop off and uh maybe have another pint yeah, and well, and 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 two things to note. I mean, we're recording on a on a Tuesday. We usually record Monday. We'll be, you know, we push the podcast out on Thursdays. So, um, two thoughts. Maybe, maybe there's some some people can actually have a St. Patty's Day if you so choose to celebrate. And um, also, uh, you know, our 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 thoughts always with what's going on globally. So. You know, keep that in mind. And then, um, you know, it's been two years and hopefully the weather will be nice and I'll be able to actually in, enjoy St. Patty's Day for the first time in a long time. So yeah. I think you feel the same way. And that would yeah. be a good thing in my book anyway. Yeah, for sure. So leave it there. Yeah. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.